0: اعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله الحمد لله رب العالمين الحمد لله الذي هدانا لهذا وما كنا لنهتدي لولا ان هدانا الله والصلاه والسلام على اشرف الانبياء والمرسلين سيدنا محمد وعلى اله وصحبه اجمعين سبحانك Subhanaka la ilmalana illa ma'allamtana Innaka antal al-alimul hakeem Rabbishrah li sadri Wayassir li amri wa l-uqdatan min lisani Yafqahu qawli amma ba'd Allahumma innaka afu O Allah You are the most forgiving Tuhibbul afwa You love to forgive Fa'afu anna Please forgive us distinguished guests community leaders and religious leaders assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh it is certainly very customary as we leave the final days of ramadan to look forward and look towards hari raya or eid al fitri in anticipation but let us not take our minds off what is most important in these final days and nights of ramadan And in my viewpoint, there are two things which are very important in these final days and nights of Ramadan. One is intensification, and the other is preservation. First is to intensify, intensify all our efforts in strengthening our relationship with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, especially as we search for the special moment The night of Qadr, Alaylatul Qadr. The Prophet has taught us to look for the night of Qadr in the last ten nights of Ramadan. And we are in those nights. But that night is especially significant and special in the sight of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, because that was the night where God's guidance, the Quran, was revealed. Inna anzalnahu Qadr, and that is the night where God comes to us in complete peace and tranquility, in salam, salamun hiya hatta matla' fajr. And because of the peace that Allah bestows on all of humankind on the night of Qadr, His angels, His malaika will scour the earth for the hearts of those who are at peace with their Lord and at peace with mankind, whose hearts have been emptied from anger, from rancor, from ill will, from hatred, from envy, from revenge, and whose lives bring about peace and tranquility to others through kindness and compassion. So although we multiply our efforts in prayers, we go to the mosque to do qiyam, we recite the kunut and our supplications, asking Allah for forgiveness, but we should not lose sight that the night of Qadr that we are looking for is special because of the peace that Allah brings to earth and to mankind The salam that embodies the character of the night of Qadr. So, although we may stand in prayer, but with our hearts full of ill feelings towards ourselves, towards others, that peace that Allah brings will encounter an obstacle that cannot be overcome. So, as we ask Allah, as the Prophet taught us through a hadith, when his wife, Sayyidatina Aisha, asked him, What do I recite? What do I ask when I meet the Knight of Qadr? Prophet Sallallahu taught her, Recite Allahumma innaka afoon tuhibbul afwa fa'afu anna. To ask Allah for forgiveness. But how will Allah forgive us if we have not forgiven others? How will Allah forgive us if we have not forgiven ourselves? So we have to come to terms with peace in our hearts for ourselves and for others around us as we seek Allah Taala's forgiveness, salam and peace on the night of Qadr. And we intensify our efforts in the last few days of Ramadan, as Madam President guided and advised us earlier, with kindness, charity and good deeds, helping those in need and helping those around us. And the second important point, as we leave the last days and nights of Ramadan, as we have intensified our efforts and actions and good deeds, we must preserve them. We must preserve them. Preserve our good deeds and actions from being put to waste. Because we can cancel ourselves. As you know the cancel culture, we talk about canceling other people. We can cancel our own deeds, our own actions, if we are not careful. An example is when the Prophet ﷺ said in a hadith on fasting, "Man lam wal bihi, He said that whoever tells lies, or cheat, or speak evil to other people. Allah does not need you to fast. Allah does not need you to not eat and drink. Because the actions that hurt other people contradict with the very intent and purpose of fasting. As our dear Qari recited beautifully in Surah Al-Baqarah, لَعَلَّكُمْ تَتَّكُونَ So that your hearts are pious and conscious and aware of Allah and therefore you do not hurt others, you do not tell lies to others, you do not cheat other people and in fact as we increase our charitable deeds there's a very beautiful reminder in the Quran about preserving the sanctity of charity, preserving the divineness of charity and compassion, preserving the rewards of helping other people in Surah Al Baqarah, verse 264, Allah says, Do not invalidate your charity. Yes, you may have taken money out of your pockets and your wealth and helped people, but you can easily cancel those good deeds when you hurt the very people you wanted to help. By way of Reminding them of your favors, of your help, telling them, you know, I've been helping you, I've been helping you, and you know you're not grateful. Or by hurting them or insulting the poor and needy. So there are actions, attitudes, and behaviors that if we are not careful, will cancel, will nullify, will invalidate the good deeds that we have done. And that is why it is important that we preserve these deeds. But what we will notice is many of the things that relate to the preservation of our good deeds deal with our social responsibility. In other words, our relationship with other people, with mankind and those around us. Of caring for others and not hurting them. As you have um, heard earlier whether it, it is with regards to fasting it can be invalidated when we tell lies or cheat people Kawla or in the example of charity recalling our good deeds to people or charity to people and hurting them and insulting them. These are all about our social responsibilities towards other people so what we therefore can conclude is how Islam puts all these dimensions together they are inseparable the acts that we do for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has a very strong social dimension that comes with it and they cannot be separated so we may in Ramadan in particular pray a lot with our taraweeh, with our qiyam. We may recite the Quran with our khatm al-Quran. We complete the recitation of the Quran. But we are at the risk of gaining nothing from all of it if we hurt and harm other people. And especially at the same time that we are worshipping. So we must be very, very careful about that and we must be able to recognize that as a very important teaching in our faith. The thing is, balancing both is not easy. Especially not easy in normal circumstances. Many of us would often focus on one aspect. So either we just worship and multiply our prayers and recite the Quran and we lose sight of the other aspect. So that's why sometimes, pardon me for this example, but often we see when people rush to the mosque to perform their prayers, they go after the space that's, that is available in the mosque, or they think only of themselves, you often find other social repercussions. Problems of order, problems of you know, whether it's parking, whether it's the way that we put our, um, shoes or slippers neatly in the mosque, whether we preserve water in the mosque, these attitudes may conflict because we often focus on one and we lose sight of the other. So once upon a time, we had a crisis. It was a huge crisis, but that crisis allowed us to reorient ourselves in our religious understanding. That crisis allowed us to reconfigure our priorities. And that crisis enabled us to reconnect with the core values of our faith, of social responsibility, of compassion and kindness, of confidence in our religious life, and of our unity. If I may repeat these four things, social responsibility Compassion and kindness. Confidence in our own religious life and our unity as one, community and society. Because these are the very values that define our teachings and practices. That crisis may have passed, but these values must remain with us as we shape our religious life. In fact, we have other challenges as many of you would be very well aware of the issue of determining when Hari Raya starts or when Ramadan ends. And some countries and some communities begin to worry about when we decide and how we decide. But the worry stems from the fact that there are other places or other countries and other communities around the world that have decided on a particular way or on a particular date. So the problem is a severe lack of confidence in the way we want to shape and structure our religious life. The very basis that we want to use to support our religious life. We would not have survived the pandemic if we do not trust the fundamentals of science and in the case of the pandemic, medical science. The same way that we will not be able to survive the challenges of the future in our religious life if we doubt some fundamentals of science, for example, in determining the positions of the moon and the sun and the celestial bodies in the sky, which are by now things which are very clearly established. And also in reconciling with certain conditions of certain places, for example, in Singapore, because of our atmospheric conditions in which we are not able to sight the crescent moon. And we would not have been able to survive the pandemic with regards to our religious life if we doubted our own ability to come up with our own solutions for the various challenges that we had. When we had an issue of space in the mosque and the masjid, when we wanted to encourage more people to attend Friday prayers, If we had doubted our ability to come up with solutions such as the multiple sessions, we would have had a situation where only small numbers of people could pray and we would risk the situation of having lots of Muslim male in Singapore, who have lost touch with their Friday obligations. But today, as Madam President has also mentioned, the DOSCON green, and we live in an endemic, COVID endemic world, we are at a crossroad. And we are at the risk of starting all over again in terms of being guided by our religious values in shaping our religious life. We may have to start all over again trying to understand the significance of social responsibility, of compassion and kindness, of confidence in our own ability to come up with our own solutions, and in the unity of our community and society. So I urge all of us here, religious and community leaders, in the final days of Ramadan, as you soak the blessings of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that we are able to gather safely, comfortably, and peacefully, that we guide our community to hold strongly to these values of our faith in everything that we do. Because the values are not detached from the teachings of our faith, but in fact they are the cornerstone of our faith and the principles that underpin it. So that these values will guide us in everything that we do and in all the policies and activities that we offer and present to our community. So inshallah that we can continue to grow and become stronger as we journey together towards success and excellence in this world, in dunya, and in the hereafter, in akhirah وآخر دعوانا أن الحمد لله رب العالمين والسلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته.